A couple of years ago, I was talking to a man from the parish who had helped to build this church back in the mid-1950s. He was a teenager at the time, and he assisted the craftsmen, the stonemasons, in their work. And he told me what really struck him, what really impressed him, was how fussy, how particular the men in charge of this project were. They were Italian, and they were Catholic, members of the Cugini family. Betty Joe's grandfather, Joe's father, was one of the men in charge. And these men looked over every piece of stone that was brought in from the nearby quarries. They were very particular. And when they found any imperfection in one of those stones, they would tell the truck driver, take it back, get it out of here. Well, that was over 50 years ago now. And I must say, my brothers and sisters, those men knew exactly what they were doing. We have a very solid structure here at St. Pius X, thanks to those who built it. Oh, sure, we have our normal maintenance issues that they have everywhere. Last year, for example, as most of you know, we had to put on a new roof. But structurally, this place is still in excellent condition. In fact, it's in much better condition than a lot of churches that were built in the last 10 or 15 years. There is some truth in that old adage, they don't make things the way they used to. Well, my homily this morning has a very simple message in this regard. Learn a lesson from your church. Specifically, learn a lesson from the way your church was built. It was built with a solid foundation and with excellent materials, which means that it will probably be around for a good long time, thanks be to God, even if we get the big one that they keep talking about, the big hurricane a la 1938, that type of hurricane, that type of storm. Hope we don't get it. But if we do, in all likelihood, this place will still be standing because of the way it was built. If Jesus Christ had given his famous Sermon on the Mount in early 21st century Westerly instead of in mid-first century Galilee, I think he could have used our church to make the very same point that he made in today's Gospel reading. I'm talking about the final paragraph of the text where he says, Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been solidly set on rock. Jesus could have said, the wise man will be like those stonemasons who built the great St. Pius X Church in Westerly. It has endured many storms for well over 50 years, but in spite of all the terrible weather it's had to deal with, it's still in great condition. Jesus in that passage then goes on to say this, Everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool 
who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. Notice that Jesus indicates that the very same inclement weather is faced by those who build their lives on his teachings and those who do not. Suffering, in other words, comes to everyone. It does not discriminate between the greatest saint and the worst sinner. Some good people get Parkinson's disease and some bad people get Parkinson's disease. I won't tell you which category I fit into. You'll have to figure that out for yourselves. <laughs> but you see, there is a difference a very big difference in how the greatest saint and the worst sinner face the troublesome storms of their lives. Obviously, we should want to be in that group of people whose lives are composed of, to use the imagery of this gospel, a solid foundation and a solid building on top of that foundation. A good foundation and a good building that should be our goal. Now, what does that mean in practical terms? Well, very simply, to have a good foundation means to know and to believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ, which are also the teachings of his church. That last point is one that's often ignored, often forgotten. Remember, Jesus is the head, the church is his body. You can't have one without the other. And so having a good foundation to your life means saying yes in your heart to everything, and I mean everything, that the Church authoritatively teaches in the Catechism in the name of Jesus. Even the tough stuff, like the teaching about forgiveness, like all the teachings that have to do with sexual morality. To have a good building, on the other hand, means to apply these teachings of Jesus and his church to the circumstances you face in your life each and every day. It is possible, it is possible, unfortunately, for a person to have a great foundation to his life, but a bad building at the very same time. Such a person has the right foundation because in his heart he really does believe everything in the Catechism. He says yes to it, amen to it. But in spite of what he believes, he keeps falling into serious sin again and again and again. So he has a good foundation, but a bad building. Others may have a bad foundation, but a nice building at least on the outside, in the sense that they're nice people who have a lot of nice, attractive qualities. But at the same time, they live life by their own rules. So things might go well for them for a time, for as long as the weather of their life is good. But at some point, as Jesus indicates in this gospel, things are going to change. The weather's not going to be so good. And it's at that time that these people will have big problems because they have made the fatal mistake of building their lives on the shifting sand of lies and half-truths. And of course, it's also possible 
to have both a bad foundation and a bad building. That's the situation of men and women who don't believe the truth, nor do they live it. Best thing I can say about them is, at least they're consistent. Can't say much else good, but I can say that. Those, my brothers and sisters, are the four possible conditions of the spiritual life. And every one of us in this church right now can fit into one of those groups. Good foundation, bad building, bad foundation, good building, bad foundation, bad building, good foundation, good building. As we approach the beginning of the season of Lent, Lent begins this coming Wednesday. It's very late this year, as late as it can possibly be, actually, but it is beginning in a few days. So I invite you, as we approach the start of this holy season, to give your building, that is, the building of your life, an inspection. Resolve to do that. Do it today, before Lent even begins. Every year, you know, the insurance man from our diocese, Greg Carlson, comes to Westerly to give this church a long and thorough inspection. He does that every year. And then he makes recommendations to us on what we can do to maintain this building well and make it better. Thank God, as I indicated earlier, he's never uncovered any major structural problems. Praise God for that. So his recommendations have always dealt with items of routine maintenance. But having that inspection every year is extremely important. If we didn't have it, a minor problem here could become a very big problem somewhere down the road. St. Paul tells us in his letters that our bodies are like buildings, temples to be exact. He says we are temples of the Holy Spirit. So just like this church, they need to be inspected, at least from time to time. So I ask you this morning, how is your foundation doing at the present time? Is it solid, or does it have a few cracks in it, some doubts, some questions, some issues of faith and life that are troubling you, deeply troubling you? Well, if there are some cracks, this Lent could be a time for you to deal with at least some of them by coming to daily Mass by spending some extra time in prayer or reading the Bible, by coming to our parish mission. And how's your building doing, your building itself? Is it solid or is it a little weak? That is to say, are you having trouble living the faith that you profess here every Sunday? If you are, then maybe it's because you've let your prayer life slide. Or perhaps it's because you haven't made a really good confession in a really long time. Inspect your temple. Take that instruction seriously, please. And then resolve to act on what you find, especially during the next 40 days. 
so that your life will be as strong and as solid as this beautiful and well-built church is. This beautiful church that you are in right now.